welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Yuri. Thanks so much for having me. Excellent. Of course. It's my pleasure. Thank you for, for joining me tonight. I'd like to start off uh, because of the fact that you've done a lot of different things, and I'm, I'm going to start unpacking some of those. But <laughs> because you've done so much and you're doing so many cool things, when somebody asks you what it is that you do and, and how do you describe yourself, what's your answer these days? Uh, well, I mainly, uh, I like to think that I inspire people to never give up. Um, most of the work that I've done has been kind of in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about my music and the website Rise Up 8, um, and anything creative that I've done has kind of been in that direction. So so I think that's that's a good start right there. <laughs> sure. A good answer. So let's start with Rise Up Eight because I believe mm-hmm. that is your most current project. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what what inspired you to start Rise Up Eight, and and what is that organization about? Well, Rise Up Eight is a website where we interview people from all over the world who have overcome adversity in order to succeed, and. Uh, you know, anyone who is successful in life will tell you that they've gone through some adversity that they've had to, to conquer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is very common. So people, you know, when you get into this uh, situation where you feel like you're alone, you're going through this terrible situation, whatever it might be, and you feel like no one else in the world has has gone through this. Well, the reason we created RiseUp8.org, the website, is to to prove to people that you are not alone in going through adversity and that everyone has adversity. Mm-hmm. And so by by reading the stories of these other people who have gone through these things, not only can you feel like you're not alone, but you could also learn something from, from any of these people. And I've learned from so many of these people um, and from my own experience with adversity, which which uh, led me to to create Rise Up Eight. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, would you, because of uh, of you know the reason why you started it, would you be willing to kind of go through a little bit of of the adversity that you're talking about that inspired you to create this powerful sure. platform? Sure. Well, basically, as an entrepreneur and a music multimedia artist, mm-hmm. I really wanted to make a difference in the world. Uh, I spent about 12 years working on a music and film multimedia project called X the Human Condition, which was to be a message in a bottle sent out to all the people in the world who felt like they didn't fit in, mm-hmm. who couldn't find their place in the world, which is how I felt. 
But all the people in the entertainment industry that I went to told me it was impossible. So what I did was I attempted to do it on my own because I felt it was my mission. Mm-hmm. So I financed the film myself. I took money out of my business um, and attempted to put this all together. Um, and during production, I found myself on the brink of bankruptcy. I became seriously ill and nearly lost my vision permanently after I was misdiagnosed by the head of a New York hospital eye department. Wow. Uh, I was then also diagnosed with chronic kidney disease at the same time. Basically, I went from health and prosperity to hopelessness within a matter of days. Oh, wow. Um, but eventually, despite what the experts told me, after several years of fighting this and really going through many ups and downs and many setbacks, I was finally able to reverse the process of the disease um, through alternative medicine and diet and nutrition. And in fact, the last minute um, second opinion saved my vision. And through through really through short sheer determination, I was able to to save my business and released the multimedia project finally. And we got rave reviews from all over the world. And I realized that I was not the only one that had a story of overcoming adversity. Um, so I started to think, well, what if I was able to create a website where I could tell not only my story, but maybe hundreds of other people's stories who have all been through adversity, who have uh, overcome what others call impossible, Mm -hmm. just as I did. Um, And so I thought, well, what am I going to call it? And I came across the the Japanese proverb, fall down seven times, stand up eight. (laughs) And I thought, well, that's pretty cool, but what about rise up eight? Yeah. Doesn't that have a little more power to it? I don't want to stand. I want to rise. You know, we should rise. Uh, so that's that's where it came from. Fall down seven times, rise up eight. And uh, and in a nutshell, that's really the story. And it's not really so much the uh, the specifics of my story, what I went through, because mm-hmm. everyone goes through hell at some point in their life. Right. right. Uh, it's just different, different facts. But the point is, it's not what you go through, it's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. You, you can fall apart and, and become hopeless and depressed and, and, uh, and give up. Or you can become a fighter and you can fight through it and become inspirational to other people. Mm-hmm. Become an inspiration to other people. And, and the interesting thing is that you know, my original message of X, the human condition, the music and film multimedia project was you are not alone because I felt, you know, like I said, that I, I felt like I did, couldn't fit in. I couldn't find my place in the world. That was the original message. But then it grew to become more than that. It became don't give up no matter what you go through. But the interesting thing is that through everything that happened, and this is pretty wild, mm-hmm. that 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 original message, you are not alone, actually became real because in the creating of the website, now we've created a community 
of people who are sharing their stories of everything they've been through, which is proof that you are not alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan any of this, but it all took me to this place where I needed to go. And this is a real lesson for people who are going through adversity is, you know, I speak to so many people and I interview them and I ask them, have you, if you didn't go through all this adversity, if you didn't go through all these horrors and this, this horrible time that you had, would you be where you are today being successful? And everyone that I ask says, absolutely not. I had to go through that mm-hmm. because out, out of coming out of that, all that negativity and the depression and whatever you go through, you learn from that, you grow from that, and you become stronger. And so it's like life is a series of mountains. You have to climb one mountain only to reach the bottom of it, and then you see an even larger mountain in front of you. Mm -hmm. So you have to climb that one and so on and so on through your whole life. This is what life is. It's a series of mountains that you have to climb. So the reason that you can climb this huge mountain now is because you already climbed 10 of them in the past and you know you can do it. So this strengthens you to keep going. Mm -hmm. So if you are going through adversity now and you're listening to this, realize that there is a reason for why this is happening and it won't become apparent until later on. And then you could look back and say, oh, now I see why I went through this. You know, because I'm in the place now that I wouldn't have got to if I didn't get there, mm-hmm. get, get through that that thing in the past. So it's 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 kind of if I could use a curse word here, it's a mind fuck <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, wow. I mean, when I when I think about all the things that I've been through um, and of course, I told you the short, the short story. The interesting thing about all these people's stories is you can go through your story within 30 seconds or a minute. But this took years, right? Yeah. So we only hear like the, the short version, but people go through hell for years. You know, people are homeless. They're, they're seriously ill for years and, and they go through major pain and, and they're they have no job and they have no money or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear their story in 30 seconds. We say, oh, that's bad, you know. <laughs> but it, no, it was hell. It wasn't bad, you know. So so it's interesting when whenever, you know, I'm telling my story or someone else's story and or I hear someone's story, a short version of it. I realize that they went through a lot more that they're not sharing, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but, you know, again, what I'm saying is that it's not the circumstance, the specific circumstances of what you're going through. It's it's the fact of what you do with it. Mm -hmm. So so what I did with it is I realized that, you know, I've been through all this stuff. Maybe I can help other people who who are going through some kind of hell on their own and feel alone and feel like no one else is going through this kind of thing but me. Maybe I can get through them and say, hey, you're not alone. And don't give up because look at all these other people who have been through hell. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give up, so neither should you. Yeah. So so I turned the negative into a positive, which is what you should do. You know, 
it's a cliche when life gives you lemons make lemonade right but it's right. true it's true this is what life is life is not a fairy tale but i like to say that life can be a fairy tale in reverse if you let it so you have to be strong you know life is not you know it is not a fairy tale mm-hmm. so you really have to it's survival of the fittest it really is i mean you know centuries ago it was it was certainly survival of the fittest even uh, one century ago uh, or two centuries ago it was and now you know we have cities and industrialization and technology and it becomes easier for the weak to survive however you know what comes down to it when it comes down to to illness and and uh having a home and making money and all that kind of stuff there is still people you know who can't even deal with that you know and um you just have to you really have to be strong in life mm-hmm. um and that's one of the main things that I've learned you know I was I was a little spoiled as a child I was a latchkey kid I was um kind of left to my own devices while my parents went to work um, and I was left at home on my own. So I was very creative as a kid. Um, but um, it's it's like, you know, when you're when you're protected by your parents, it's quite a different world when you get out into into the real world and you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what's called growing up. So, uh, but people, some people who are adult never even grow out of that. They, they latch on to other people. They become, um, stuck in relationships that are maybe not healthy for them just because they need to be with someone. Um, and that's another form of adversity. Um, but, you know, just, just the fact that, you can you just have to realize that um life really is it's almost like a video game you know you you can you can play on that first level and then you have to beat that boss and then you get to the second level um in the video game just like life and then you get up to this higher level and you can get knocked down again and then you have to respawn and start all over again. But the good thing is you can still retain all the powers that you had on that first level or second level. Mm-hmm. And so you're leveling up each time. Um, and of course, you're going to drop down and you're going to have to start up again. Uh, but that's what life is. It's just like a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. I talked for like 10 minutes. Did I answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. You you answered it very, very uh, thoroughly, and I appreciate that. In your own work and what you're doing now, uh, mm-hmm. especially since you've been interviewing other people who have uh, overcome challenges, is there something that you're noticing or certain, uh, you know, either it's like mindsets or ways of being that, that people – who consistently are able to push past adversity do that maybe people who get stuck in maybe their own way or or whatever that they're doing um, are not able to do? That's a tough question. Um, 
I think it's a pattern of thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I studied hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming for for years, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm familiar with how the mind works, and uh, you know this power of positive thinking may be a cliche, um, but if you let yourself, I had a I had a problem for years with depression. It ran in my family, um, and once you kind of get on that role of letting yourself fall into that, mm-hmm. it becomes more difficult to get out of it. So you have to kind of, and there's also, there's this thing that a lot of people have, and maybe I might have had as well, which is that you kind of become addicted to depression. It's like a way of life. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like your cocoon, your, your, your protection against certain things. Um, some people say that they like being pessimistic because then, then they'll never be disappointed. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so, so it's like once, once you allow yourself to get into this negative loop, it's very difficult to break out of that. So the way to stop that is to just not allow yourself to get into that loop. You know, it's interesting because like the last, uh, a couple of days ago, uh, I got on Facebook and I suddenly realized to myself, you know, when I'm on Facebook, I feel depressed. I said, I don't want to be on Facebook, <laughs> you know, because it, for some reason it depresses me. It's a lot of negative stories and, and just down and down and down or stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, so I just got off immediately. I said, I don't want to be on Facebook. I shouldn't be on Facebook. It's, it doesn't make me happy. So as soon as I caught myself, you know, feeling that way, I got out of it. So, so you really have to, uh, in, in neuro linguistic programming, there's a way of kind of, it's like, mind tricks in a way Mm -hmm. to trick your mind into just focusing on something else so if something is depressing you you can immediately focus on something that makes you happy and it's just like a little like like a baby you know if if you see the baby crying sometimes you know showing him a, a cute toy or a funny face and then he'll start laughing right mm-hmm. i mean we're kind of like babies in that way it's like we where we focus our mind is where we um is kind of what we become so um if you can trick your mind into something else uh, you'll get out of that negativity mm-hmm. um and there there's there's kind of a more advanced techniques to doing that. It's not that easy, but I could give you for one example that I like to share with people, something very simple. Yeah. yeah. What would it be like to just stand up um, from your chair? If you're listening now and just stand up and stand up straight and make believe that you are Superman or Supergirl, and you have a long flowing Cape going down your back and just walk around the room as Superman or Supergirl and just feel what that feels like. And whenever I do that, it makes me feel great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, 
it's like a kid. You're just pretending. <laughs> but whether you're a, an adult or a kid, it works the same. You know, if you if you imagine it, if you if you can get your mind into a state, mm -hmm. we call them states in in neuro linguistic programming. If you can get a, yourself into a state, a positive state, then you're good. You know, you just have to keep that going. And there are ways of of learning how to keep that going, how to keep into a positive state. Um, for instance, you know, some people that I speak to, when they go out, like when they go out to a, a bar or a club or whatever, they like to speak to anybody because mm -hmm. it gets them into that state of speaking with people and being sociable and being friendly and being happy. And then they feel more comfortable approaching someone who might they might find attractive because they've already spoken to 10 other people that they're just talking to. So once you get on that role, then you can continue that. Mm -hmm. So so in answer to your question, I think that that's really the key is is getting yourself into a positive state and maintaining that and don't let yourself get into negative states and snap out of it if you can and there there if you can go online and and uh you can look up something called the circle of excellence which is something that I do from neurolinguistic programming as well mm -hmm. um there are also other exercises that you can do where you know you can you can do one of these exercises for like 5 minutes and then that could last you for hours so um i hope that helps yeah what got you interested in nlp and uh, and were like there like i said when i was a kid yeah. i was very creative and i i really was fascinated by the the human mind and how it works and i was always into psychology okay um and with my music it's really you know as time goes on uh you know the original album x the human condition was written uh, in 1998 originally, um, basically came out of a, a, a broken relationship. So it was more kind of relationship based. But I also put in a lot of the what I was learning from hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming at the time as well, um, which is kind of deeper stuff, not just uh, about you know the relationship and love and whatever but something deeper something about uh alienation and fitting in as i said before um and so even my my new work which is we're releasing a new album in 2018 it's going to be even i think even deeper going into uh you know p how people view each other how they get along with each other um the economy stuff like that really kind of real deep stuff um that really turns me on getting deeper and deeper you know what can i tell you <laughs> i just can't do the superficial kind of thing anymore sure when you were studying nlp were mm -hmm. you were you reading books about it were you going to multiple seminars or classes yeah so yeah, I was I was very heavy into it. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the best, I would say, resources that you found if somebody was interested in NLP? 
That's a really difficult question. I would say, you know, Richard Bandler is is uh, one of the the originators of NLP. So if you look him up, Richard Bandler, B A N D N E L E R. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he's like the 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 father of it. I think there's one other guy whose name might escape me right now, and I'm sorry about that, but uh, his name comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've studied with some some really good people. Um, Doug O'Brien, who's in New York, is a great guy. I definitely recommend him. He's a friend of mine as well. Um, but uh, there's many, many people across the world who are who are practicing NLP and teach other people how to do it. Oh, great. I'll, uh, I'll have to do a little more research myself on that. Yeah. So with with the the projects that you've worked on, um, and going back and forth from you know from your artistic work to your business side, were there mentors that you found along the way that were helpful, or any particular type of books or resources that really seemed to help you move the needle? Well, you know, I, I like to learn from from. You never know where you're going to learn something from someone. Mm-hmm. Um, might just be someone on the street that you meet for a second. You know, it was interesting. Uh, a couple of weeks back, I was um, deep in thought about something, uh, walking down the street, and I was thinking about how, how someone did something that upset me. And then this guy comes up to me and with a piece of paper, and he says, can you help me find this place? And suddenly it just completely got out of my head. And I looked at this guy and I said, wow, this guy is just like, um, he's like a mirror of myself. He's just like, <laughs> you know, down to earth, nice guy and just kind of, uh, needs some help, you know, and I was completely focused on him and, and I, you know, pointed him the right direction. And afterwards, I just felt so good that there's someone else that I connected with on just on a real human level. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's just a, such a simple little thing, you know, but I learned something from that, from that interaction. These little things, little things, little things from people, you know, saying thank you or someone like on the train who 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 will let you off the train first, you know, these little bits of humanity that that we find is just really precious and beautiful. And, uh, you know, in New York, where I live, sometimes this is hard to find. <laughs> but, but you know, when when you think about, I went through Hurricane Sandy and 9-11 here, and people came together, um, and they would really surprise you um, how kind people can be. So sometimes we get so wrapped up in getting screwed over by someone that we think everyone is like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, but so so having these little instances like this guy, you know, asking me how to get somewhere with this little piece of paper with the, this directions written on it that I had to look at and, and decipher and help him find. It's just it's great. It was just fun. And it was it was great to connect with him. I don't know his name or anything, but just uh, just a human moment, you know. 
Um, I think these are really precious things that um, sometimes we overlook. And I think that one of the main things that I learned from being sick, from being ill with, you know, almost going blind is that we need to really appreciate every little thing in life. You know, I never really considered, uh, I mean, I imagined to myself, what would it be like to be blind, right? And you close your eyes and you're walking around the room. But, I mean, to really be there and to kind of like, I lost my vision. It's like scary as hell. So then you begin to realize, oh, my God, you know, being able to see is so precious. It's, It's a gift, you know. Being able to hear birds singing outside or the sun shining or whatever, these little things that we take for granted that we never even think about, you begin to realize how important they are. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're sick, the whole world looks like garbage, you know, it looks like crap. And that's the worst thing because you can't, you're never going to be successful if you're sick, if you're ill, you know. It just weighs on you. It's just this huge weight. So, so I was able to, to, uh, overcome, uh, all my health issues through diet and nutrition and exercise naturally, um, which is quite miraculous. Um, and, uh, it is possible, you know, people do, uh, overcome illnesses, serious illnesses through natural means every single day. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear about these, these things, but they do. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of doing research. So if you do have some kind of illness or whatever, and you've got like 20 different prescription drugs that you're taking, like my mother did before she passed away, and I saw what happened to her, I said, I'm not going to follow in her footsteps you know, with a a virtual pharmacy by her bedside. So, you know, I was told by the doctors that I had to go on prescription drugs for the rest of my life. Well, I didn't take one lousy pill. I just said, no way. And I just started to do research and figure out ways of healing myself. Mm -hmm. And you can do that. Maybe not with every single disease, um, but with many diseases, you can do that. And maybe with every disease, I don't know. But um, people do it every day. Mm-hmm. They really do. So I know I'm off on a tangent. but <laughs> No, I like it. Told you when you get me going. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I would, was wondering if you could unpack some of that, your own health journey mm-hmm. a little bit more. So what kind of... So you know you you said you did you did research and mm-hmm. and so were yeah. you like doing tests on yourself to find what natural yeah, well, area does the best? I mean, How what did you that work? Really, what you really should do if you have any kind of illness or even high cholesterol, which which I had, um, something simple like that, go online and start to do research. It means you know spending weeks of getting online and reading and reading and reading what are people doing what are they doing naturally mm-hmm. that's working and you can't just go to one website and say wow this guy found the answer i'm going to do exactly what he did well now you got to check to see if anyone else is doing that is he the only one or are other people saying the same thing now if you can find a number of people saying the same thing then you're on to something you know 
Um, and you also need to have someone who is an alternative health practitioner or an advisor who knows more than you do that can help guide you as well. Um, so that's also important. Um, but many of the things that I found, I was able to find on my own and just run by, run it by, you know, someone who, who knows more mm-hmm. and who agreed, you, who agreed with me. He said, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. How did you find your trusted um, health practitioner? Um, by asking people, you okay. know, asking for recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many people are into health food and and being healthy now. You know, if you know anyone who's in that realm, talk to them. Ask them, do you know someone who can who can advise me? Or do you know someone who might know someone, you know? It's the six six degrees of separation. Everyone knows someone who knows someone who can do something. Um, you got to put yourself out there and start asking and talking to people. Um, lots of health food stores now have people who come in once a week or once a month just to advise people. Mm-hmm. And you know, just regular health food stores. Um, that's a good place to start too. To go to someone who works in a health food store and ask them, "Do you know someone who can who can advise me?" Um, I also recommend Life Extension Foundation, which is uh, a website lef.org stands for Life Extension Foundation, and you can call up mm-hmm. and you can talk to their advisors for free. Oh wow! Um, they're doctors. Um, they give you free advice, um, and their their uh, supplements are really high quality. Uh, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. I have nothing nothing bad to say about them. All good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's um, so uh, so yeah, I mean it's really not that hard to find. You just have to you have to go do it. You know. So many people are talkers and not doers. You have to do. Just don't, don't just talk, please. Yeah. <laughs> so many people do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know people like that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. With everything that you've done and gone through, what would you say is the one most worthwhile investment that you have made? You mean monetary? It could be any, whatever, however you you want to take that as an investment. It could be monetary, it could be, you know, a, a book you read or a relationship that you invested in, but whatever well, one thing, is true you know, to you. you know, one thing that pops into my head is, you know, many people that I've interviewed have suggested learning mm-hmm. is is very important. That you know, when you're in a down period, maybe you're out of work or whatever, uh, learn, you know, keep learning. You try to learn a new skill or or learn something about your industry, maybe take a class or read a book or learn from someone. Um, that really, and in my experience, that's been true too. Um, just learning, learning something um, would help you in some way. It's going to help um, because the more you know, the more successful you're going to be. It definitely helps with with being successful is learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked me before what one of my favorite books, one that really stands out is The Road Less Traveled. 
Mm. Um, I forget the author, but uh, it's easy to find. Fantastic book. Um, because I've, I've always been someone who's kind of uh, paved my own way. I don't like following other people. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of uh, just doing what what others have done. I created my my printing business by just uh, quitting work one day and just going with this crazy idea of creating this business. I was just sick of working for someone else and uh, want just didn't want someone looking over my shoulder all the time and telling me what to do. Uh, I just wanted to go out on my own and try my own thing, and I did. And and uh, years later, I have a successful business. So mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm an entrepreneur at heart. You know, uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, as they say, which is which reminds me of serial killer for some reason. But <laughs> it's it's like the opposite of serial killer. It's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, uh, I hope that answers your question. Oh yeah. So those times in your life where you, let's say, you know that that moment where you left your work to start a company, mm-hmm. or or other times when you jumped into something that maybe you were a little bit you felt nervous about or yeah. even fearful. Yeah. So that the times in those lives when you're fearful, how do you get past that? Is there like a pep talk you give yourself or a way of thinking or, or what do you do? Well, one thing that always hits me is I always think of myself kind of on my deathbed and, and thinking, you know, will I, will I tell my, ask my, tell myself, uh, I should have tried harder. I should have tried that thing that I wanted to do. I should have went for my dream. I should have, you know, should have, should have, should have. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to feel that way. So whenever I feel like I want to give up on something, I always think of that and it stops me from, it makes me work harder, you know. Um, I think that uh, that's something that always pops into my head. Sure. Yeah. Is that something you've developed over time? Because it, it, it's a very like stoic, stoic like memento, you know, um, yes, a very stoic kind of philosophy of like picturing death and that kind of stuff. It's just, um, yeah, is that something that just eventually kind of came through or you've developed this, this kind of like you know, fatalistic? Not, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it can be a little fatalistic, but I mean, there's ways to think of it in a, I it's think, motivating, right? Way. Yeah, it's motivating. motivating. Like yeah, I've got so many years left in my life. I, yeah, I don't just want to accomplish. Well, things. you know, when I think when when I became ill, I began to to feel kind of um, this sense of mortality. You know, this so it kind of woke me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think that adversity is a good thing for people. I always say, don't look at adversity as as the enemy. Look at it as an ally. Because it really does make you strengthen you and makes you see the world in a in a better way. It it, be, it forces you to become a realist. I was an idealist for many many years, so it forced me to become a realist, and that's very important. 
um, to be able to look at the world as an idealist and see it for what, what it truly is. Because like I said before, you know, life is tough. you got to be tougher. <laughs> so um, I think that's, that's important. Um, yeah. About this thing about being on your deathbed, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> uh, I, I guess, um, I don't know, it just, it just came to me. But it's helpful to me because it is motivating. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to feel like, like um, I left something behind, like I should have went for it. Because life really, when you think about it, life is short. Like, you never know when it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. Never know. Um, so you really have to live in the moment. Um, I kind of balance myself to not, you know, not go totally crazy and just, you know, live in the moment all the time and do crazy things and do reckless things. <laughs> um, but I think it's important to to uh, to to smell the flowers, you know, to to take time out. Um, and if you're really stressed at work, you know, take a break for a few minutes. Um, the great thing about having your own company is you can you can step away from the phone. You can go outside anytime you want. You don't have to work with that client who's driving you driving you crazy. <laughs> I've 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 decided not to work with certain clients because of that. You know, mm-hmm. so really, health and and happiness is so important. It's not worth it's not worth it for a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. You know, it's uh, people get stuck in jobs that they really hate for for a dollar you know for the for the money and they feel trapped in that uh, i can't i can't do that i just can't i was there and i i now write write songs about it <laughs> there's a song that i just wrote about uh breaking out of that called the land of the free mm-hmm. um so uh it's for me that's very important I think, like I said, life is short, so you really need to enjoy it in one way or another. And don't suffer. Just don't suffer, please. As someone who is who is both, you know, creative and has run businesses and so has kind of a foot in, in both of those those worlds, are there elements of, um, you know, your creativity that have really helped you in your business world? Or vice versa, what you've learned in the business world has really helped you in the creative realm that you've developed. Sure, absolutely. Um, I think they 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 work hand in hand. Um, trying to think of something specifically, but for me, it's it's kind of all integrated because I've been, as I said, a serial entrepreneur. I've, had a number of businesses and I do my music at the same time and I created the film and everything is kind of wrapped up within each other. They're all kind of melded together. Um, I'm able to multitask because I've been doing it for years. So anything that you do over uh, over some time, you're going to become an expert at. Mm -hmm. People say it takes, what, 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. I disagree with that. I think it's really the intensity, not the time. 
So, you know, you could spend 100 hours doing something and really become an expert at it if you're really intensely doing it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I've become an expert at so many things just by doing. I never formally uh, learned how to do graphic design. I taught myself how to do graphic design. I taught myself how to edit a film. Um this is just learning on your own by trial and error. Yeah. Um, I have had singing lessons, but uh, um, trying to think what else I taught myself how to do. Uh, I guess run a business. Um, no one really told me how to run a business. That's all trial and error. Um, but, you know, after you do it for a while, you become an expert. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> Never give up. That is that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, when you you know the people that I interview on Rise Up Eight, none of them gave up. Um, I gave up for a short time, but then I got right back on the horse again. Um, you fall off, you get right back on again. Um, sometimes you need to take a step back. You need to regroup. It's okay. Everyone does it. Um, it's okay to take a break. Um, some, I used to be the one to, to bang my head against the wall over and over again to try to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was, Sometimes it's more important to take the detour that's given to you. And then you kind of get there through the back, through the back road. Instead of trying to go straight on this highway that's blocked off, you got to take that detour and get around the side. Um, and that's kind of what happened with Rise Up 8 is that, um, I, I didn't really plan it. It just happened. I just suddenly got this idea to do this and to take this detour and uh, I'm just rolling with it and just going with the flow. And uh, um, as a result, people are finding my music more now. So um, it's, it's very important to kind of not fight where your life is going Mm -hmm. and i did that for a long time really really just persistent banging your head against the wall when something's not working and just keep trying to do it the same way over and over um or even trying different ways of doing it sometimes you just have to really try something else and then somehow you end up back you end up in a good place so going with the flow just realizing that something's not working you just need to try something else and then then maybe you can come back to that the first thing later on um and i don't mean you know that there are people that kind of um they have a dream and then they give it up maybe they start a family and then they never get back to that dream that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about more kind of uh, 
putting it on the side for a while and then coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Don't just forget about it. Come back to it. Get 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 back to it somehow. Because you don't want to, like I said, you don't want to be on your deathbed and saying, uh, I never got my dream. I never went for my dream. Never tried. At least try in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a good way to kind of wrap this up on a very positive note like that. <laughs> so, Michael, I want to thank you so much for joining me this evening. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank if, you. If the audience would like to see more of your work and listen to uh, more of your music, where is the best place they can do that? The music is xthehumancondition.com, the letter x, thehumancondition.com. Um, of course, our website for for the inspirational interviews that we do is riseup8.org, um, and my business is novacustomprinting.com. Wonderful. I will put all of those links in the show notes. Right. Thank you. <laughs> well, again, thank you so much, Michael. This has been a pleasure. Thanks, Yuri. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Art Podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.